How's it going, everybody? It is once again me, Chewie, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, and I am once again joined by the awesome Belle. How's it going, Belle? Good, and you? It's going great. It feels like almost yesterday when I last talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, we talk pretty much every day, but uh, as far as this podcast recording, we're doing this a little bit ahead of schedule because we both have prior commitments that we are signed up for and we will not be able to meet up for a few days. Yep. So that's why we are literally recording this episode the day after the one from the last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, if, we, if we both sound a little bit worn out, eh, you know, it's, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it sure has, man. Uh-huh. I cleaned the house today and I was like, oh my God, I need a maid. <laughs> <laughs> That would be nice. Somebody to get me my drinks when I need them. Uh, Like right now, for example. (laughs) Uh, No, but I'm good. I'm good. It's just that, yeah, it's been, the weather's a little weird and, eh, you know, but anyways, I don't want to distract the audience from our purpose here because we are talking about a, should I say controversial movie or is not controversial? It's just uh, polarizing. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I don't even know. It's just out there. It's, it's bordering on crazy. <laughs> Just on the border, though. <laughs> because this movie is pretty recent. It came out maybe, what, like a week ago or something? Ah, about, yeah. And all that I've been seeing is... I've been avoiding spoilers until today that I finally got to watch it. Oh, maybe we should put, like, a spoiler alert on the description in case oh, they will. don't want to get spoiled. We will. I mean, but everybody's doing it. So, I mean, but, but uh, so every, everything that I've seen about this, maybe, like, 90% of the comments have been hate. <laughs> I may be jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but also let's review the mystery. What are we talking about today? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But this is the Netflix version of it that just came out a couple weeks ago. Not the original. Yeah, and not the one from like, apparently there's so many because I was like searching to rewatch it again today. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's like so many different versions of it. I'm like, oh my Lord, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the original franchise, I think, has three or four parts to it. Yeah. And then there was a remake in the early 2000s. And then there was either a remake slash sequels to that, maybe like two or three of them in between mm-hmm. that movie and this one that we're talking about today. But this is the most recent one. Yes. All right. Awesome. Let's like modern. <laughs> yeah. So before we get to that, though, I want to remind our listeners to please check us out on social media. We do have the link on our podcast description now. Thanks to Belle because she pointed that out to me after two years of almost... <laughs> Almost two years of hosting this podcast, and I had no idea that I could do that. But thank you, Bill. That was a... <laughs> that was great. So thank you for that. So our link is on the podcast description, and if you are browsing on your internet page or computer or whatever, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you need to go to linktree.com/slash/myths-behind-lgds, and you can find all of our links there. We are present in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, etc. So you can almost you can always sorry email us from there also. So yeah, get a hold of us if you like what we're doing. If you don't like what we're doing, you can give us suggestions. But it's fine. We are big people and we can take it if it's constructive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't mean ass. 
yeah, yeah, of course. So, all right, uh, we'll be right back with the critique. I want to hear what Belle has to say because she's been raving Ay, about Dios this. Mio. <laughs> so, we'll be right back. All right, Belle, so I'm going to give you the honors of starting us off with this because last episode, I think I did most of the talking about Friday the 13th. I mean, Jason is my OG after all, so I feel like I had to take the spotlight on that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to hear about you or your, what you had to say about this movie, rather. So, by all means, take the floor. Okay, so it starts off with these, what, what would you call them, Gen Z or... Yeah, because believe it or not, millennials are like you and me now. I mean, it used to be that millennials were younger people than us. Yeah. But for some reason, you and I are now lumped into the category. I don't know when, when that Which happened. Which I don't but... like it. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so it starts off with these Gen Zers rolling up in a, I want to say it's a Tesla. But then again, I wasn't paying attention to the car. All I know, it's an electric car that does self-driving. So they pull up and they're going to like take over this property. And apparently they were auctioning off the other properties to gentrify the city. I don't even remember the name of the city, but they come across this old lady in an orphanage. Now, this lady is like, no, I fixed the issue with the bank. This is my house. And then they're like, oh, my God, show me the deed. And she's like, I don't got to show you nothing. And then she ends up having like a, a, a vomit attack. And then she has to get hauled away. But what? what's his name anyway? Leatherface. Sorry, I don't know why I forgot that. So Leatherface <laughs> comes and scoops her up. And, like, they go away, in like, in the sheriff mobile. Because it's, like, a big old van. Mm-hmm. And then, like, chaos ensues. Because then she, like, croaks on the way to the hospital. Uh-huh. And it's so weird. Like, before she dies, she's like, oh, remember what I taught you, my boy? Don't go into my room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he goes into the room anyways, but anyhow. So this is where I feel like common sense went out the window. His first kill, I have to say, was fucking amazing because that's like that takes strength to break someone's freaking <laughs> wrist and then use that to kill the person. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the the van crashes because he uses a gun to shoot the the cop that's driving. Now this girl, the girl's alive, and I'm just wondering why she's not even just running away like he's busy you know defacing (laughs) his orphan mom or what would you call her yeah i guess her surrogate mother or foster mother maybe yeah foster mom which okay so the original movie he wasn't in an orphanage right it was just a dysfunctional family yeah and so this one he's considered an orphan which i wonder why but anyways so she's just like kind of like I don't know what the hell she's doing. She gets herself killed because she just doesn't bother to run. She's in like a, a dead field of sunflowers. He's skinning somebody. I would have booked it. I don't know what you have done. I would have booked it. What would you have done? I'm trying to play devil's advocate for this movie because I'll give you my opinion when you're done with yours. But okay. as far as uh, that situation, I mean, I want to think maybe she was in shock or something like that because of everything that happened. I mean, she did see a guy get stabbed with his own wrist bone or whatever that was through the neck. Yeah, it's and, true, which is fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, that's, that's props. That's probably the best kill in this movie. Or mm, it's, it's up there for sure. Yeah. And then the gun goes off and the other sheriff gets uh, shot in the neck or whatever the hell. And then they crash and she's kind of still kind of waking up from that impact, whatever. So 
Uh, but I'm with you completely. I, I would have tried to find a way to escape from this. Like, she didn't even bother to try to open her door. She tried. It, well, eventually she did, but uh, the door was busted. I don't remember her. I, I don't remember her trying for the door. Mm. I just remember her like peeking out the window, and then he's like, "Gotcha, I got you." You know. <laughs> well, at, at first, <laughs> at first she did try to open the the door, but she realized it was busted, and that's when she was trying to exit through the sheriff's door, through the driver's door. She could have got out the window. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm mad at her. She, first of all, <laughs> why did she even go? It's like, oh, don't worry, I'll go with her to the hospital. Why? This isn't your business, honey. <laughs> exactly. I don't think anybody of them would have had to go to be honest no i mean that's her problem that's her and her foster kids problem mm -hmm. but then again where would the movie have gone if they hadn't if she hadn't gone i'm just saying common sense but anyhow and then that's when all hell breaks loose and like he's like fuck yeah i got my my taste for blood i'm back bitches <laughs> and so he just starts going on a killing spree mm -hmm. now the guy the i don't remember his name but her the one that the husband which husband? The the black guy. Uh, that was Dante. Yes, Dante. I don't know why I can never remember characters' names. <laughs> you should write this down, Bill. I should. I should actually have my phone open with the list of characters. <laughs> <laughs> to make this easier on myself. So I'm like, this guy or that guy. That's what I have right now. Uh, I, have, I have the list of characters in Wikipedia right now. So I'll be able to keep track of who did what. <laughs> <laughs> The way he was, um, his face was cut. Or what would you even call that? Sliced open? Yeah, his jaw was almost snapped right off his face completely. Like like half of his jaw was uh, kind of hanging down after that slice. Yeah. Honestly, I liked it. <laughs> I was like, dang, Leatherface, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so far it seems to me like You've actually kind of enjoyed this movie up to this point. Yes, it's the ending where I was okay. upset about. And so I'm not going to get into it now. Uh -huh, okay. But yeah, I, I did enjoy the movie because once again, I saw it with a fresh set of eyes. I acted like I had never seen, you know, Leatherface, even though I have a T-shirt of him that says uh, genuine leather. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a pretty damn cool shirt, actually. If I, must, yes, if I can I, say so myself. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the the mechanic. He was a cutie. <laughs> oh yeah, mm -hmm. and he was interesting character because he was like what in charge of the property. Like what what was he to the property? I think um, he was the fixer upper. I think they hired him to clean it up, kind of make it look presentable. Okay. Now, I don't know if, if that was his shop that he was at or he was just hanging out there for the moment. I, I don't think that was clarified. And if it was, I kind of missed it, maybe. But I think... Because at some point, he does mention that he's the one that's that's um, been hired to clean up the town, whatever. And I'm kind of confused about... Because they kind of have, like, two different storylines going on at once. They have the Leatherface one, of course, which is the main one. But then they have the school shooting one, which I don't understand how that even plays a role in this like i get it she's scared of guns understandable she was shot yeah. school shooting it's traumatizing but for the movie i just don't understand why that was it of any importance um well i'll get into that when i give my opinion but but uh that was one of the things that i noticed as well yeah for sure 
Because it's like, okay, I get it. So she's scared of guns, but it wasn't needed because they could have, when she was going to shoot, she could have been like, oh my God, I'm scared, you know? Like it didn't have to be thrown in your face here and there that she doesn't like guns. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying up to this point. So I think we're, we're kind of on the same page as, as of right now. So let's, let's see if it continues to this uh, to be like this all the way to the end. So after Leatherface pops up and he he goes back to the house. Yes. This is when he's already slashed Dante. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a, like a big rave going on in, in the cities, in the town streets, whatever. And it's like, like the Old West meets... Uh, Millennials, or, well, not millennials, but yeah, but Gen Zers now. So, With a barbecue in the yeah. heat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it looks good. The, the food looks great. It does, but I mean, that's like there's no shade. Yeah, exactly. I'm super spoiled. I need like a, a roof over me. <laughs> All right, so then we see Leatherface going back and he goes back and finds a chainsaw in, in the wall for some reason. Well, first he starts going through that, his mom, I'm going to call him his mom, his mom's room, mm -hmm. which he was not supposed to do, but he's wearing her face, which I, I don't understand why. Like, why did he feel the need to wear her face? Um, I'm not sure because to be honest, I wanted to ask you this question. I'm not sure if this movie counts as a sequel to the original movie or as a sequel to the to the newer versions because there is a character in this movie that is a, a character from the original movie from the 70s um, but I don't know if this timeline is kind of like a Halloween thing where they're only counting the first movie that was ever made as part one and then this Netflix movie would be part two to that movie or if this specific movie is part, whatever it is, to the series of movies that they've been making in the past 10, 15 years or so. I think the way I understood it at the beginning was that the first one where uh, the character Sally Hardesty, you know, runs away and gets free. Mm -hmm. This was just kind of like a continuance because okay. you know how like, we mentioned how like the serial killers kind of go on a hiatus for a while and then something they just snap and go back into killing. So I think that's what happened because she was able to keep him controlled inside the orphanage Yeah. because she even said that she can't even leave the orphanage. Like she's stuck at the house because of him because she's crazy. So I think that's what happened is that all that time went by because she was like, a, what, a young teen or in her early 20s mm -hmm. when she ran away and survived. And then now she's like in her 60s or 50s as a Texas Ranger. So I think that's what happened. I think that's the gap where it was just some time. There was no killings. There was nothing to worry about because she never got she could never find him when she was like looking for him. So that tells me that there was no killings, that he was just settled and he was on a hiatus. And then this movie is where it's like it all comes up again okay that's the way i understood it mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense yeah mm -hmm. but I, I still don't understand like okay I, so the backstory to texas chainsaw massacre or what inspired it is ed gein which also in, it inspired psycho so that's where i'm kind of thinking maybe that's why he wore his, her face because you know how in psycho he keeps a dead body there of the mom and ed gein was weird with his stuff <laughs> yes uh -huh. yeah very weird um so i think that's like maybe he felt like it was a way to respect her or a way to keep her close i think he was 
basically trying to express his affection for her in a way. And it may sound weird to use that word in this context, but I think it's just him trying to... Because he, I mean, the whole thing about putting her face on, that's a little weird. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think he's kind of trying to just keep her close to him. But then he goes back and you actually see him grieving for a little bit. He takes out her dress and he's like holding it and clutching the dress to his, yeah. to his chest. So he felt her death. Well, of course, because that's somebody that's that's loved him. I mean, he didn't have his parents, obviously. We don't know, or maybe we do know from the first movie, but I don't remember if his parents were killed or if they just didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Which I'm leaning towards the not wanting him part, because I feel like he was always crazy growing up. But I think that's that was the only person that made him feel safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he loses that safety net, which is shocking. I mean, it would be shocking to me if I lose my safety net. You know, I would be like, oh shit, what am I? I'm not gonna wear their skin. <laughs> but I would really feel it, you know? I was thinking, like, do I have to be extra careful about you now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't know how to fillet a fish, so I can't fillet a face, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. So, uh... <laughs> All right, so so then, at this point, that's when, when shit hits the fan, literally, I mean, almost literally, because um, he goes back to the house, he's going through his grievance, his grieving per. Uh, grieving period, sorry. And then the mechanic dude comes up and he gets what's coming to him. And let me see what else happens after that. Oh, yeah, the the people in the bus. (laughs) Well, Melody sees Dante gets impaled on the head or was it the mechanic that gets impaled on the head? The mechanic. The mechanic, right. Mm -hmm. So the mechanic goes in and sees Melody. I know he tosses the keys because he had previously taken the keys from them because he was just being like a douche. Well, I mean, he had a reason. Yeah. But so she was watching this happen and she was able to get out of the house. I remember, yeah, she got out of the house. But then he comes and tries to kill everyone on the bus. And it's like a, it's like fishing in a barrel. It's not (laughs) fair. That scene, that whole sequence, I thought was pretty sick, but in the cool sense of the word, like, it was like, oh my god, that's sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, yeah, because I mean, as a serial killer, I think he would be fucking excited because he's like, oh my god, look at all these bodies for me to chop up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> now I got enough to make clothes to last me a couple of years. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, I can make a good pair of trousers out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we are going <laughs> to hell, Bill. Uh, <laughs> it's okay though. It's movie characters, so. Uh, so it is th- what it is. <laughs> this guy's literally gutting everyone in the bus, like you said, because they they just put themselves there for him, and it, he it's like he just hit the slasher killer jackpot. Yep. <laughs> but. I just don't think it's fair. Like that wasn't much of a like. I, okay, I love the scene because you kind of see that he's excited about it. He's amped up about it. He's going for it. Like he's slashing up as much as he can. But then, like it's at the same time, but it's like okay, that that was a, a how can I put this a boring or a uh, I don't know an easy way to kind of kill a bunch of people instead yeah. of kind of like throwing the bodies. Throughout, you know what I'm saying? Throughout yeah. the movie, it was just like, boom, let me kill the whole bus. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So it was kind of like a like a cop-out, maybe? Yeah, I couldn't think of the word, yes. Uh-huh. 
I agree with that to a point. I think, it, I mean, I stand by the statement that I made a couple minutes ago that I thought it was a pretty sick... Yeah, it's a cool scene. ...slash cool scene. But I also think, like you are saying right now, that I think they could have allowed maybe three or four of them to run away and just have him hunt them down throughout the town or something. I think that would have been a little more exciting. Yeah, going through the buildings that they were auctioning off. I know Melody and her sister got away. Yeah. But... I don't know. That's like two out of 50 people. I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you know what I was wondering? Uh-huh. So what's going to happen to all the properties? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but they just bought these places and this town was going to prosper. And now this guy goes and fucks it all up for everybody. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much out the window, Bill. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that that kind of is not happening anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, but in the legal sense, I don't know what would happen. Were they actually, I mean, I know they bought the properties, but were the purchases actually finalized? Nah, we got to sign a bunch of paperwork. All they did was like raise their palette and like, I want it. <laughs> Give it so, to me. So they're still up in the air and somebody, some other new group of investors can come in and, and try to do the whole process all over again if they want to. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> if they want to like, deal with the possibility of having a maniacal serial killer lurking around, I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like what happened with, with Jason and Crystal Lake, like we talked about in the last episode, where the people are living around the property and they know something's in there or somebody's in there killing people, but they're, okay, this is, life goes on, I guess, and I have to just live my life around this person that kills. But, like, what if you have a truce with them? Like, what if I sat down at the table with other face and was like, look, dude, like, you cannot be killing here. Like, we're trying to make this town better. Like, <laughs> stick to animals. Um, I don't think that's how it <laughs> like... works with him. <laughs> I don't even think he really talks. I don't think he uttered a word, did he? Except for like, yay, because he was killing. <laughs> no, he grunts a couple times, but I don't think he he's uh, verbally proficient. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so after that that uh, sequence in the bus, then the the lady after she heard about the call on the CB radio that Leatherface was back, or she goes back into the town and she rescues the girls but then she also gets what's coming to her and i was like hmm. yes <laughs> and then she told the i think her name was lila the yeah. sister that had was traumatized from the shooting yeah uh -huh. that like you have to kill him because if not he's gonna keep hunting you down yeah or and it's not literally it was more like you're gonna have that weight on your shoulders like when is he coming yeah so she grabs a shotgun so it's that or the trauma of living with the fact that you survived this tragedy and everyone you cared about or that you knew at some point, to some extent, didn't. And this already happened to her in the school shooting, so. Yeah. True. Uh-huh. But survivor's guilt, I guess. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't think I would have survivor's guilt in that kind of situation. In the chainsaw mask. I'm not talking about school shooting. I'm talking about, like, the Texas chainsaw mask. Oh, yeah. Thing. I mean, it's, I mean... It's it's kind of difficult to put myself in that situation because, I mean... Yeah, uh, but, we've never been through that. But at the same time, I mean, I think most of us would try to find a way to survive any way we could. And once you're out of that situation and you're back in the comfort of your home or civilization, whatever you might want to call it, then you start kind of... The emotional weight starts kind of settling in, I would think. Yeah, 
I mean, you're going to need like lots of therapy and pills and possibly booze. But <laughs> yeah, hopefully not all together okay at that. once. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, well, today, incidentally, it is Sunday, so this is the day that I take advantage of the fact that I'm off tomorrow as well, so I'll get drunk tonight. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, but, uh, okay, so then the lady comes, uh, her name is Sally, right? Yes. So then, let me check my notes here on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, her name is Sally, and... She rescues him once again because, uh, well, it seems like Leatherface put her down for good. She He kind of puts a chainsaw through her midsection. Yeah. And he picks her up like nothing. He's just literally, like, dangling her in the air like she's just some sort of... Uh, doll. Rag doll, yeah. Uh-huh. So then he kind of just chucks her aside and, okay, I'm done with you now. And so then they are trying to run him over and he throws a chainsaw at their car. And they crash into some sort of building, and they're trapped. One of them gets trapped, and the other one runs away. Lila, the, the younger one. Mm-hmm. This is where the final sequence of the movie starts. And so she tracks them down to an old beat-up movie theater, I think, or some sort of. Um, well, they're all old, yeah. beat-up buildings. Yeah. So I think it's a movie theater, or some sort of place where people gather and have fun. And so this is when the final fight starts, I guess. And you see Lila. Well, first you you see her trying to shoot him with a rifle when the rifle's not even loaded. So then she runs away. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then that's when the old lady saves her, and that's when she tells her tells her that yeah, you know what, you you need to end this now because otherwise it's never gonna end for you. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So so then she finds him and she's trying to fight him. He tackles her into this pool of water that's just kind of gathered for no reason. Is that like a lake? What is that? <laughs> I think maybe because it, it looked like the house had crawl space and I think maybe they had like a well underneath there or maybe they had like a pond in their home. <laughs> <laughs> like an indoor. That's my best guess. Indoor yes. pool kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, like the hillbilly version of it. Because I mean, that shit is deep. It's, it's, I mean, they go in and you don't see them. Like it's, I would imagine it's several feet deep of full of water. Yeah. So maybe it's some sort of indoor pool. I mean, it's like a fishing hole. Because, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, here, I mean, not here in Texas because, like, it doesn't snow here and stuff. But there are some places where they have, like, those fishing little thingies and they have a hole in there in the, little, yeah. in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe it could be that. So then it kind of looks like Leatherface is getting the best of Lila. He, he's got her pretty much pinned down to the floor with a chainsaw. And then her sister comes out of nowhere and saves her. Yes. And that's where they do, they do the, the whole tag team thing. He gets shot, and then he gets a chainsaw to the face. Well, yeah, he gets shot, and then he, he throws a chainsaw at Lila as she's running towards her sister. And then I, I, I thought she like it hit her Achilles. It looked like it had cut off her leg or something like that. Yeah, I thought so, Yeah, too. and then she just... You, then you see her walking around just fine on two feet. I was kind of like, well, what <laughs> happened to the chainsaw hit? <laughs> Okay, so then we're getting to the controversial part here for you, I think. Oh, so, this is the part where I argue with my kids. <laughs> okay, so it looks like the chainsaw to the face is effective enough to put this guy down, but we as horror fans know that's never the case. So then what happens to that, that major blood boil at this point, though? Okay, so he falls in the water because he's supposed to be dead. Remember, he's shot in the chest, 
twice. Even if it's just like a regular bird shot, like it would have done some damage mm-hmm. because it's a freaking shotgun. And then he falls in the water. So on top of that, he would be drowning if you know what I mean. You're on- yeah. <sighs> He's supposed to die. <laughs> so then these two girls are like, oh, my God, let's go. Oh, let's go jump in the Tesla. And then they, they do the little program for to drive them home. Now, for some fucking reason, this car is going like two miles an hour. Two <laughs> miles an hour. I was like, why are you going so slow? I would have put like speed up or something. But then again, I don't have a fancy car like that. So I don't know if that's an option. Maybe they should have like a serial killer option where it's like, I'm being chased. Hurry. <laughs> Get on it, Elon Musk. So that, no. Yeah. Oh, well, he was at... At Bronzo's Charro days, apparently. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, he was eating Spiro Papas and people were losing their shit. I don't know why. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I know. And they were following him. Like, guys, come on. Yeah. You're making us look bad. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a humorous meme right now about that. So, anyways, carry on. <laughs> so then, for some odd freaking reason, they have the sunroof or moonroof. I don't know which, which moon it is or which roof it is, but the damn thing's open. Mm-hmm. And then he yanks her out of there. As the car is driving away. And that's what pissed me off. Because you know what? He was never supposed to be someone that comes back from the dead. Like, he was an ordinary person. So, I don't understand how they able to, like, shoot him. Basically, kill the man. Uh But then it's like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not dead. I'm coming after you as your Tesla's going two miles per hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's what got me mad. I was talking to my kids about it. I'm like... But he's not supposed to die. He's based off of like a real person. It's a real person who is just sick in the head and does these things. And then they're like, yeah, but, it, you know, this is he's a serial killer. He's supposed to come. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not like <laughs> Jason. He's not like Freddy. He's not like everyone else. that at a certain demise and then they come back, mm-hmm. you know, and that's understood that they're superhuman, that they're not even human, yeah. that they're just evil. They're demonic. That's uh-huh. how I see it. Or understand why they come back. But this guy's supposed to just be like you and me who has, who's just strong. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's what really got me. I don't know what you think <laughs> about it. So did you watch the after, credits, the after credits scene for this? What do you mean after credits scene? Did I miss something? You missed something, my, my dear oh, Belle. Oh, Jesus. What happened? So... Did you die again? Well, no. But, I mean... Well, I'll give my opinion of the ending in a minute here, but... What happens in the after credit scene is that you see him walking back to the house in the original movie. Or what's supposed to be the house in the original movie. Because I don't think it looks anything like the original house in the first movie. Yeah. But he's going back to basically home for him. So you see him walking in this dirt road and he gets to, to this looks like a shack in, in the middle of a cornfield or something like that. And I'm thinking it's supposed to be the, the home where he used to live before. Okay. And then he just walks in his house? You, I mean, he doesn't actually get to walk to, to, to in, inside, but he's walking that way in that direction. So, um, assuming that's meant to imply there's going to be more movies about this in the future, if it does well. And I think it did pretty well. I think it was the most watched movie in the weekend or something like that, or in this week, whatever. So, I mean, I think the they're, they're probably thinking of making more. I just don't understand why they would at kill him off. And then bring him back. Because that's what you assume he's dead. Like, why couldn't they have just made it to where, like, they knock him down, they run away, and again, the Tesla, and then they 
go home, you know? Yeah. And then that, I just, that, but that's what bothered me because he's not supposed to be that person that comes back. I've never known him in the movies to be someone who's able to be killed and be revived or, or not even be injured because he didn't have any shotgun holes in his body. Yeah. He didn't have anything wrong with him. It was like nothing ever happened to him. Mm, yeah. In the first movie, I don't think he ever gets injured. I mean, he may get knocked around a little bit, but he doesn't get shot or anything like that. I don't think. Yeah. And in this one, we see him getting shot a couple of times, like you said, in the chest, and then he gets a chainsaw to the face, which is not the same as cutting his head off. But but it's gonna do some damage. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna cut his face in some way or another. Yeah. And then he's falling into this indoor pool thing, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he gets just like, oh, that was nothing. That was just like a, a gentle breeze. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh, hi, that was a nightmare. I just woke up. Let me go after these girls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess now it's time for me to drop my two cents in this whole mess situation yep. here. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, like, I think I might have mentioned this about the Jason movie, that um, there's two ways you can judge a movie like this. You can either judge it from the slasher genre point of view, or you can judge it from the general horror movie or general movie um category whatever you might want to call it so if you're gonna go by the slasher slasher genre i think this was a pretty well done movie um it may not be as great as the original was some people i thought it was pretty good i liked it i liked it a lot too i thought it was very well done the um, kills were interesting most of them anyways the story had some points that I don't think got resolved or explored, like you mentioned, this whole this the whole school shooting thing. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I think this would have been better served if it had been made into a miniseries. Maybe like a six to ten. I mean, that ten is already I think too much, but anywhere between six to ten episodes, I think that would have been a better idea for a concept like this, because you could have gotten. A lot more explanation, a whole lot more background, more character development, which in movies like these, you never get any character development because that's not the whole yeah. point. <laughs> I mean, the whole point, I mean, we're not watching a Shakespeare player in this. I mean, it's not about the characters too much as, as it is about the killer doing his thing and how creative he's going to get with his skills. Mm-hmm. That's the, and that's why I, I'm make, trying to make the, that distinction as should I think about this as a slasher movie or should I think about this as a film, like a work of art, which, I mean, no. <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a work of art either because they left it unfinished. As I was watching this movie, I caught a couple of things that I thought were pretty interesting. And um, I mean, I don't know if it's just me with my bias against the younger generation. <laughs> <laughs> but I immediately disliked Mel. I thought she was a very annoying character. The older sister. Yeah, she was very neurotic, and I, I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> She's that, that person in the group that um, you keep around, but you don't really want to have around. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's more because she's, like, always on the straight and narrow. Mind you, I'm not about, like, doing things shady, you know, but she's just real uptight. She has a stick up her ass. She's got something And her poor sister. Yeah, she's just psycho in her own way. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So the whole idea or the the plot of this movie revolves around the fact that 
her, Mel and Dante, are some sort of YouTube entrepreneurs or something like that. Uh, social media entrepreneurs, if not YouTube. And well, they're going to open a restaurant. Yeah, they're going to they're, they're gonna open up a restaurant, but they're also the ones that are leading this whole movement of getting people to move into this place. Yeah. So they must have some sort of money. Like big money, because it would take a lot of money to get people to become interested in a place like this, first of all. That's like, they said it's seven hours by car away from Austin. Yeah. So that's like us here. It's, it's like coming down here, for example. <laughs> nah, it's like in Mexico, man. <laughs> seven hours <laughs> we're what like five and a half six hours from Austin? yeah so i mean brownsville uh, yeah i mean my my whole point with that is that uh, i mean they must have some sort of pool as far as money or something because they convinced all these people to basically leave their homes and drive seven hours away from their city and try to establish themselves. And their whole point is they want to make this into some sort of young person's business paradise or something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I respect that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't hate the younger generation, mind you. <laughs> it may seem like it's get, it's going in that direction, but I don't. I mean, I, I respect the fact that, you know, they're, they're trying to make something with their lives and they're trying to get a business going and stuff like that. But they're not very likable people. <laughs> <laughs> no the way they're coming out. and then dante is just like full of himself yeah i i don't know i didn't really like dante i didn't really like any of them <laughs> i mean lila is yeah. kind of the, like the exception maybe but um yeah because even the girlfriend of dante i don't think she even gets named because i, I watch movies with subtitles because i'm a little bit hard of hearing because i play rock music so that and sometimes the noise is, or the sound rather is a little garbled and I can understand what they're saying. So watching it with subtitles lets me understand what's going on and keep track of it. And the blonde girl who was like, I think Dante's fiance is literally called in the subtitles Dante's partner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that because I watch stuff with subtitles as well because I miss things. But I didn't notice that it said that. It, it literally said Dante's partner. They, didn't, they had no name for her. Well, so, apparently her name is Ruth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just found that out with the Wikipedia notes. Like her name. Yeah, is I was like, I don't remember her name. <laughs> exactly. I don't think anyone ever calls her by any name. So, anyways, what I'm trying to get to is is this: it's uh, these people get other young people to also kind of share in their dream, whatever they they want to call it, and. I'm assuming they're all aware of what happened here because it's pretty famous. Even as they're driving, they come across a weird gas station dude and he's got articles about it pasted all over his windows or whatever. Yeah. And they're watching, or the, the girl is watching the, uh, some sort of news article under about a documentary in the movie mm -hmm. about what happened in the 70s. So it's something that's still very much in the mind of people in this universe, inside the movie universe. So, like I asked you last time with uh, the Amityville Horror, where would you move into a house where five people were murdered? Would you go and try to open up a business in a town where a, a serial killer had a murder spree like 50 years ago? Well, if it's 50 years ago, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't move to that town to be quite honest with you. 
like it wasn't I think the only thing I would have liked to see is the sunflower fields when they're in bloom. Because we have one here off of uh, Monte Cristo that's so freaking beautiful when they're in bloom. It's gorgeous there. But I I wouldn't live there. But okay, let's say I was deciding to go and open up a bakery there and a coffee shop. And I mean, if the... No. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not even because of the serial killer. Because, I mean, at that point, I know I would kind of feel like, oh, well, it's so long ago. Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know? But at the same time, I wouldn't want to live there. I would probably just want to, like, get it going and then have someone else run it for me. Yeah, because, again, this place is seven hours away from Austin. And there may be a couple of cities that are closer by than Austin. But, I mean, it, it's pretty far out there. There's no Target. I need Target. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the whole idea of, of uh, I don't know, like I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't tr- risk. I mean, I wouldn't be thinking about my life either. Like you're saying, I think I'd be of the same mindset as far as, you know what? I mean, that happened 50 years ago. So I mean, whatever, the guy's probably dead and buried anyway, somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you in the sense that it's just that location. It's just like not what I'm looking for in life. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I feel like they were just trying to like make themselves like the king and queen of a town. Yeah. And that was like the quick way of doing it was just to take some dilapidated town and turn it into mini Austin. See, this ties in with, with uh, a couple of things that I'll mention in a minute. But I'm going to talk about the whole school shooting aspect real quick mm-hmm. because I feel like that was an attempt at uh, developing the character of Lila which I mean when you got an hour and a half movie you, you got to keep move, things moving quickly so you really can't dwell too much on that yeah and that's why I think if they had made a miniseries about this you, they could have explored that a little further because for a minute it looked like she and the guy the mechanic were going to kind of be like um Partnered close. up. Partnered up. I mean, and I don't mean romantically or anything like that, but I mean, it looked like they were going to be close as far as maybe trying to fight this guy off for, for, for a while. And then, of course, nine times out of ten, the guy ends up dying anyways. But, mm-hmm. uh, and especially because he was a gun owner and this girl was terrified of guns ever since she had that horrible experience. So they're kind of like opposites as far as their personalities because this guy, is, is a, he's got rifles, he's got handguns, whatever. And I, I thought that would have been pretty interesting to explore that kind of friendship between these two people where they're kind of coming from different sides of, of that issue specifically. But we don't get that because the guy gets killed like 10 minutes later. So. <laughs> yeah, I like that that scene of them together in the mechanic shop. Yeah. I really enjoyed it because you kind of see, because he was kind of being a little bit of a dick. He wasn't very welcoming, but then you see him soften and understand that, you know, that this person isn't just some rich snooty girl. Cause that's what he basically said. And, you know, he sees that she's a person too, and she's been through some shit. And, he, and you see that change in his face. You see him, like go from being this hard, tough guy to it softening and him feeling sympathy for her. Exactly. At least that's what I saw. And I really like that. 
But then here comes the other sister accusing her of fucking him. Just because she was in the bathroom <laughs> smoking a cigarette as she walks out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, get over yourself, honey. And if she did, so what? <laughs> I mean, it's her life. I mean, you can't really exactly. shelter them forever. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's so you get where I'm, where I'm coming from with this, right? Yeah. I think that is that was a really huge missed opportunity for them to develop that. And I mean, it's not my movie, so I don't get to call the shots. <laughs> but again, <laughs> if this concept had been made into some sort of miniseries, that's the kind of environment in which you can explore stuff like that. And I think that would have been great. Because you'd see someone who he calls himself a proud Texan. He doesn't like people telling him what to do. He's got a huge gun yeah. in, his, in his hip, whatever. So he's into guns, mm -hmm. obviously, he's, 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 <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> so he's into I'm guns. I'm a Texan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone here in Texas carries guns at all times, guys. Uh, yes. Uh, Even if it's a water gun, you got to stay strapped. <laughs> <laughs> so then the other girl, Lila, she's a, a school shooting survivor. Yeah. So she's, I'm assuming, not pro-gun at this point in her life, more than more than likely. Um, so that relationship would have been really interesting to explore, but I mean, of course, you don't get that because, like I said, the guy gets killed within 10 minutes of that. I think that she would have gained a lot of confidence because of him. Like, I feel that he would have, of course, he already did empathize, but I feel like he would have, you know, it, it would have kept building and he would have kind of let her in on, on his world and and I feel like they would get close, and not romantically, but I feel like it would be like a good bond. Yeah. And I feel like maybe he would help her come around and see that it's not the guns that are dangerous; it is the people behind the guns. Yeah, the, the intent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to offend anyone that is against guns. Everyone has their opinion, and I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. switch your opinion. But in the movie, I feel like that's where that could have gone. You know, where she could have understood that it's okay that she survived and that she didn't do anything wrong. And she, you know, needs to understand that it's okay to be around a gun. But that's, that's I'm just saying for the movie's sake. Yeah, of course. So she's even says that she her friends were the special ones, not her. So she kind of has low self-esteem issues at this point also. Yes. Especially because of, of, I mean, the fact she survived, and I think she might have been the only survivor from what the the way that it was implied in this. Mm -hmm. Or at least from her group of friends. Yes. So the other thing that I thought was kind of a missed opportunity was the presence of the older character, Sally, because she survived and it, they made her seem like she was going to be maybe like the, the Sarah Connor kind of character in which like she's the one that takes charge of the situation and deals with this guy and you kind of see her do that for a minute but she gets disposed of pretty quickly <laughs> unfortunately i know i mean you see they you know cut to her when because the guy from the store calls her because he heard on the cv radio that the guy was skinning the girl's face so and then he calls her and then she's just like gutting a pig and then she or her hands are dirty as hell when she answers her phone but she answers it and then she's like, all right, bitches. Like, you know, she straps up and goes. I want more. Exactly. Like, I want, I want, I would have loved that she would have actually made it. And that he would have died at the end. Because I don't, there's no need for a sequel. But the way they <laughs> built this up, honestly, 
where are you going to go? Uh, I mean, of course, they're going to go the way of the money. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But, but That is normally where movies start going downhill. I wonder why they can't just let one movie do the whole thing and that that's it. I mean, I mean, I understand they want money, like people making movies. Yeah. But I'm with you in that. I think this could have been a... One and done. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can always reboot the whole thing later. I mean, that's what they love doing yeah. anyways. Or make a series out of it, you know? Exactly, yeah. So, the uh, life after the after the massacre. Mm -hmm. So as far as this storyline, I, I think I, I would have also liked it to have ended, like you're saying. In the sense that the girl, or, or the lady rather, Sally, is... Maybe she's like beat up, whatever, but that's as a result of the fight, but that she ends up making it after all. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so I, I think her character was not taken to the point that I would have liked to see it. I mean, and, and <laughs> for anyone that's listening, they're like, well, what's your opinion matter? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's because a character like that, I mean, the whole thing about her is that she's been basically the Lila character because. She understands survivor's guilt. Basically, the the times she's looking at her friend's picture is, oh, I think she's trying to understand why she survived and not them. Yeah. And then even when when she catches up with with Leatherface in the house the first time, she says her friend's name and she's like, "Say my name. Tell me you remember me." So. No, he doesn't remember her. Of course not. You know he's not. like. Girl, I don't know what you're talking about, but you got a pretty face I can wear. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, he, he kind of just walks away and she lets him walk away. Because I, I feel like they try to make it seem like her, the whole reason for her existence is that she was trying to understand why he did what he did. Or at least why she survived that whole thing and not her friends. Was she ran the fastest? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, Sorry, and, I know that was callous. But... <laughs> I mean, well, in the end of the first movie, she's the one that makes it to the back, back of the pickup truck, and Leatherface almost catches up with her. But yeah, and then right and he's in... all like twirling around his chainsaw. I just think that's so funny. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then right before she gets disposed of, she is the one that she says to Leatherface, "I'm the one that ran away or that got away, and I'm to, here to make sure that you don't." So I guess she kind of switched, switched her perspective at that point. I don't know what happened, but but then she gets killed within the minute of that. So it's like, okay, there goes her character. I mean, I think that was another missed opportunity in this thing. Do you honestly think he even comprehends what is going on? Like what she's telling him? Like he's probably like doesn't even understand her. And he's just like, look, I'm just here to kill you, girl. Like, why are you talking? You know. <laughs> I mean, he may. I think he's got an understanding of the English language, but as well, far no, as well, I know. But I, <laughs> I think like what I'm trying to say is, he's just kind of like, I don't care. Exactly. Like, yeah. Why are you making this so personal? Like, I'm just gonna kill you, in his mind, you know. <laughs> Even though that is a very personal thing. Of course, yeah. But but people like him, for example, in real life, they don't really understand or care. comprehend the depths of personal connections yeah they don't want to hear about your family they're trying to like kill you in, in, in peace and enjoy the killing and then you're over here yapping on about the exactly past. yeah exactly so i mean to them it's to him specifically like the, the character of letterface 
he collects trophies of his kills because I guess that makes him feel good about himself. Right? I don't know what, what the I, I haven't seen the, the original movie in a while, but he's got bits and pieces of every person that they killed, whatever. So, and then he, of course he wears he wears her face at some point. So. <laughs> He's a big boy and he needs clothes, so that's why he keeps the skins. You <laughs> <laughs> can't find anything in the big and tall section, so he needs to. <laughs> exactly, there is no big and tall section because there is no target. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> and then uh, the, I want to touch up on one more thing before we switch gears here a little bit, but okay, the whole social media aspect thing. The, I don't know if. What side of the fence I am on this? Because I understand that, yeah, social media has made a lot of us shitty people. Social media has made a lot of us detached from the world and just kind of think about ourselves and, and not think about what's going on. For a lot, I mean, not all of us, but most of us. Or, anyways, so the first thing that people do in the bus is they pull out their phones and start streaming fucking Leatherface, killing everybody. And then they actually show a screenshot of, of some of the phones and some of the comments on there are like, this is so fake, I can't believe this is real, like, where is this, I want to party there. So it's it's just, um, I don't know if they're trying to paint the whole thing as, as, as insulting or making a joke or what the point of that was. Because I understand where, where they might be coming from in the sense that, again, social media has made people really weird. And I don't know what you think about that. Well, I'm not a big fan of social media. Um, I just never been about putting my life out there. I mean, like, I'll delete my apps for a while. And, like, I just recently, like, added them back. I, like, Snapchat and Instagram and Reddit. But even then, like, I'm not even getting on them. And I... I personally, I think it's stupid. I don't need to know you're drinking a boba tea at two in the afternoon and then you're <laughs> going to go buy a purse at three. Like, I don't care. So that's why I'm not on it because I don't. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I think the fact that they showed that is because they're showing how people are. They're showing that like, it's modern day Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That would have happened. You know Oh, as soon as something goes wrong or you hear someone raise their voice, you have a camera phone in your face that's just like, oh my God, I'm recording this. I got this. Don't worry, girl. I got you. And we live in that world of voyeurism where everyone just wants to watch everyone's life go to shit because their life isn't going to shit. And it makes them feel better. Like, oh, you know what? I'm doing so much better. I'm not getting chainsawed to death like that bitches. You know, <laughs> that's how I see all of that. And a lot of people are that way. I know, like, with my friend and I, when we watch um, uh, reality TV or we watch the show Euphoria, we're like, oh, my God, in my life, I feel so much better. I'm, I'm not a mess like, <laughs> like Rue. <laughs> yeah. So you, you go through these thoughts, but I think people like doing that in real life. They like to make sure that they're better off. But then and then if they're not better off, they're all depressed with what's on social media. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like a, uh, that catch-22 type of thing where, like, Damn if you do, damn if you don't type of thing. Yeah. So, I think I agree with you. In the sense that people are... and It's going to sound kind of judgmental, but it's not. I'm just trying to understand society. (laughs) (laughs) 
because I've been guilty of posting my my shit on social media like oh I'm hanging out with my friends at this restaurant today whatever or I take a picture of my what I do is or what I used to do is is take pictures of my plates of food <laughs> or my drinks like if I'm drinking like some sort of new cocktail or new drink whatever I would, I would post it on social media whatever oh I'm drinking I'm trying this out today whatever well you know what I found a really great barbecue spot because someone that I have on Snapchat she posted uh a white claw bucket drink uh-huh. and her food and so i was like oh my god let me go try that so in that kind of thing like that's cool you're showing me what you're eating and maybe <laughs> i want to eat there but if you're just like oh my god like i so just had a boba i so need to go shopping <laughs> i'm not i'm sorry it drives me bonkers or when they put their drama out there oh yeah it's like honey nobody needs to know that your boyfriend slept with your mom like calm down <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It, it, it's it's become I don't know. It, it's um, again, I don't want to judge because I use social media a lot, and, and yeah. not that I have a very interesting life, mind you. But <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us are looking for some sort of validation out of there. Of course, we all like to feel important. We all like to feel that people are drawn to us or that care. That, yeah, that they care or that they're interested in what we're doing. So and that's the whole thing about influencer culture, and I don't have anything against. I mean, I don't. I don't have anything against or in favor of them, mind you. Yeah. But I mean, that's the world that we live in, and that's what we need to get used to because that's how things are. And would I want to be an influencer? I, that depends because I wouldn't want to be like you said, for example, like. Oh my God, I'm going to go with this shop and then I'm going to go buy these shoes and then I'm going to go buy this shirt and whatever. I wouldn't do that. If I had that kind of, what I want to call it, presence in social media, I would want it to be something about either what we're doing here in the horror genre or in music. As far as sharing my thoughts about uh, movies or sharing my thoughts about a specific guitar that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about buying. Because that's what I'm into, and but I'm doing that already. I'm, I, I have a podcast with you, you know, this one right here. Yeah. And then I ha- I'm trying to do a YouTube channel, and I'm, I'm getting better at it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the videos are looking better. The first couple ones look really shoddy, and now I got a new camera, and I'm trying new lighting. Anyways, but I'm learning. Uh, so we all kind of want to feel like okay, I have something to say, and it'd be cool if people heard the message or if people could. Um, give their impressions as to what my opinion is and, and kind of that's what I would want to do I would want to try to get some sort of either horror or music community going on um, but it seems like the people in this movie specifically are just like you said really self-centered and really full of themselves and I, again I don't know if that's the point of the movie makers as far as them trying to send the message or if that's either trying to put that down and like maybe we shouldn't be like that anymore i don't know i mean what am i I trying to say here bill help me out (laughs) i just think that we as a society need to actually reach out to people in person and and be there for your friends physically too i mean because yeah you like their post or yeah you send them a meme or whatever and you feel like that should be sufficient and they should feel loved by that but in reality, people need connection. 
And I think that's what people are looking for on social media. I think they they want to feel connected in some way. They want to have someone, you know, be on their side on the topic, like, you know, whether it be politics, abortion, religion, whatever. They want to know that they have a following that's there with them, a flock, you know. And I think that's what it is. And And there are some people like us where it's not we don't feel that need to have validation online or at least i don't i mean i I, when i had a facebook back then and when i would post something i would delete it later that day or nothing would ever stay up like you would not see any of my memories because there's no need to go back in the past so if i posted something about my kids like a photo whatever to share with the family that i had on there then that's what i did but then after that i was like you know what i'll just text it to them i don't need to put it out there because you also make yourself vulnerable. You open yourself up to people just being ugly and criticizing you. And not that I can't take criticism, but sometimes they just do it to make themselves feel better. Like they, they're mean, you know? Yeah. So I I'm you know, I just feel like people need to be there in person and reach out to people and actually be in the community. Go, If you love books, go do something else, like go start a book club or something, you know, even if it has to be through Zoom because you're scared of COVID, which is understandable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just think that we all just need to connect somehow and it can't always just be liking a status or retweeting it or whatever the hell you want to call it. Exactly. I agree with that 100% though. I think so. I mean, this coming from me, I've always been a very reclusive person. (laughs) (laughs) So when this whole situation started, I was like, okay, I've trained my whole life for this. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I would never go anywhere because I was always sick. So I would always be at home. I missed mm. school very often. And so growing up, it was always difficult for me to make friends. I mean, I, I didn't like being by myself a lot. But at the same time, I did because I grew up like that. I grew up by myself. My family was hardly ever around. So I was always very independent and self-sufficient. And then when this whole thing started going, I was like, okay, I mean, I've lived isolated from people before, so I can do it again. And it's going on two and a half years already. So. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, and it's not good for mental health. No, it's not, but, is... I mean, but at the same time, that's why I started a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good to just talk to people, even a freaking phone call. Yeah. You know, it helps. Definitely. I mean, you just don't have to put your life out there constantly. And as far as the influencers go, and man, if they can make a go of it and make a ton of money that way, more power to them. I don't follow influencers. The only one I do follow is my niece's godmother. And she's amazing. And she's always talking about topics that are near and dear to her heart as far as, you know, laws that are being passed. And she's real political. And, you know, and not in a bad way. She's not like shoving it down your throat. Like, oh, my God, you better be a Democrat. You know, it's just more like. These are my views, and if you respect them, you don't, whatever. She doesn't care. She posts what she feels like she needs to, and that I like that about her. I mean, yeah, she does do a lot of bunch of advertisements, but hello, how else is she going to get her money? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, again, this ties in with the whole movie. It maybe seems like we're going on a tangent here, but because... I know we did. <laughs> I mean, but it, it actually was part of the movie. Like, they try to, they had this whole scene in the bus when, before they all get killed where the first thing they do is they bust out a phone and they're like, look at this, like, dumb motherfucker. Like, who is, who is this guy? And then you see all the all the comments on the phone, like, oh, like, this is so fake, and where are you guys, whatever, I want to be there in that party, look sick, whatever. So. Like, doing that would be the last thing on my mind. 
<laughs> I would be more concerned about getting a bus window open to crawl my fat ass out of there. Like, <laughs> like I wouldn't be like, oh my god, guys, let me live stream. <laughs> exactly. See, so I'm thinking the movie's trying to send a message, but I don't know what kind of message you're trying to send. That, that was the whole nature of this rant that we just talked about for the past ten minutes. Or so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're pro or against social media. I think they're trying to criticize it because that's kind of the thing. I think they're trying to open people's eyes and I don't think they're trying to take a stance. I think they're just trying to show, put a mirror up and say, look, this is what you guys do. And in, in the face of tragedy, you're concerned about making sure people see it. I think that's what it is. It's just putting up a mirror, making people kind of think. And maybe we're thinking too much into this. Maybe we are getting too deep into it because <laughs> a lot of people aren't going to see it that way. A lot of people are going to say, yeah, I would have I would have filmed it, you know? Yeah. But I think that's what it was. It's just holding up a mirror and showing us as a society how we're, we're going to shit. But I don't think they were actually taking the stance. I think it was just more like, mira, mira que andan haciendo. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like that that whole look at the reflection. Tell me what you see. Yeah. But see, if that was the case, then, like you said right now, I, I think a lot of people, it would just go right over their heads. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think they're trying to take a stance on that, but I don't know if it's in favor or against. I think it's more leaning towards against, but that's my opinion on that. Or why did they feel the need to even do it? Because like, nothing really gets developed here. Exactly. Like, what was the point? Mm-hmm. See, and, and I keep saying this, but this would have been a perfect miniseries. Yeah, because I would want to know the reactions of the people back home because, you know, there's family members watching it. Yeah. You know, they could have panned over to the family members like, oh, my God, what is going on with Dante or whatever, you know, and panic ensues over there. But I just don't see the point in a lot of the things that they did. But I did enjoy the movie. Exactly, and uh, once again, like, are you gonna think about this as a slasher movie, or as a or as a piece of film? Because uh, you really can't. It depends on how you see things, and I agree with you. I like this movie a lot, but uh, I do think there are also a lot of undeveloped or, or unfinished plot threads in this. And to me, the best thing would would have been once again to <laughs> I keep saying this. The miniseries. The miniseries, yeah. And it doesn't have to be that long. Like I said, maybe at the most 10 maybe episodes. Maybe five episodes tops. I mean, six to ten. I think ten's too much. Yeah, I mean, ten would be my absolute maximum for this. So I, I would say anywhere between six to ten, leaning closer towards the six. Maybe eight, if anything, but let's go with six. I think I would... I, Wait, 30-minute or hour episodes? No, to me, it'd be an hour. Okay, so I think five or six would be the sweet spot. Because I think ten would kind of be a little redundant. Like, they would keep going over the same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think that's what they should have done. <laughs> but I yeah. want to talk about the ending before we... we uh, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> uh, so, so I want to talk about the ending here because that is the point in which you the movie lost you. I, I believe this is where... I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie lost you because of its ending. But I think... It's a slasher movie, so you know... I, I had a feeling it was going to happen. I had a feeling that this guy was going to come back because they always do. Even though you mentioned that Leatherface has never been known to be the, the kind of person that can't put up with a lot of damage or come back from the dead or whatever it is that he did in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not his character. So at the very least, maybe... W w would you have liked the ending a little more 
if, for example, you saw them driving away, and then at the very end of the movie, you kind of see a hand getting out of the water, like trying to crawl, crawl out of the. Yes. Okay. I feel like that would be better because this whole him just waltzing on up to the car, them being oblivious of it. The car has freaking sensors. It would have alerted them. Like there's so many holes in this movie, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm trying to let some of them go. And then for him to say yanker out of the damn top of the car, like I don't understand. And then the car is just rolling. I'm, I swear, it's like being pushed by children. <laughs> Where's the speed in this car? I maybe I guess if his arm came out of the water at the end, and after they they made it back home to Austin, and they were able to spread the word. I mean, people would have they could have that would have been a perfect sequel because they spread the word in Austin, and then people are stupid. And they're like, oh my god, let's go check it out. <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But instead, they missed that opportunity, and they—I mean, yeah—the one kid got, well, the girl got away again. She lived, but I don't know. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the ending was—they could have done better. I think my version of the ending would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> but as it was made, unfortunately, Netflix doesn't talk to me uh, and consult with my for my opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was expected because it is a slasher movie but barring that you know that aside uh, I like the fact that the ending was kind of a throwback to the original in the sense that you see the girl screaming as the car is driving away and you see Leatherface kind of doing his little chainsaw dance type of thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> even though I mean this girl just saw her sister get beheaded um which I'm guessing is not a fun thing to go through. But yeah. um, I think that was a, a nice little throwback to the original movie and that, that sequence because in the original movie, it, it ends in a similar way. You see the girl in the back of a pickup truck and she's kind of losing her mind. She's just laughing hysterically. And then the iconic scene of Leatherface doing his little chainsaw dance type of thing. So this was similar to that. But I agree with you. I mean, that car was just like... <laughs> like that's when I knew I knew he was gonna come back. As soon as I saw that the car was going slow, I knew it. I was like, "Why is this? He's gonna he can walk next to the car. He can power walk." I kind of put some of the blame on them too because they just like walked super slowly to the car right after they well, killed because him. Because I mean, common sense goes out the window. But also, <laughs> why are you needing? to put the car to self-drive. Why can't you just drive, get out as far as you can, and then self-drive? Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe, oh. maybe they don't know how to drive. Oh my god. <laughs> what if that's so true? As counterintuitive as that is, I mean, the older sister is injured. She can't move very quickly or whatever, and I don't, we don't know how old this girl is. Is she still in high school? She probably is because she just went through that school shooting. So maybe she doesn't she's know how to drive it. I honestly wanted to say she's 16, 16, 17. Uh -huh. And a lot of people are getting their licenses late. Like, I mean, like I told you, I sell insurance. And I have a bunch of like 30-year-olds barely getting licensed calling oh, wow. in asking for insurance. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, guys, I had my license at 16. I forced my parents to send me to, the, to a driver's ed. I was like, uh-uh. I, I didn't have a car, but I needed my damn license. <laughs> 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 but you're right. Like, now I'm wondering, how many people on the road, like, what if 
like what if my 12 let's say i had a tesla and my 12 year old decides to like oh let me go to target and just plugs it in and takes <laughs> off uh yes yeah, not very safe is it <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about that. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna be even more paranoid on the road. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are there without licenses, Bill? <laughs> oh my god, there's a ton. There are a ton, and they they don't have a license. They buy a car, and then they need insurance. And I'm like, all right, but it's gonna be sky high. But here you go. <laughs> wow! Oh my god. So that's what I thought about. Cause I, I mean, the older sister's the, the one that I'm assuming knows how to drive, and she's injured. Her leg is cut up or something. And I'm thinking this girl is still in high school or, or a young teenager or maybe some sort of late bloomer. So she may yeah. ha have no idea how to drive a car. So, because I thought it was funny that she was getting in the driver's seat. And I thought, well, I guess because I, then I, I, I made the connection. Well, the, the sister's injured, so she can't move her legs to drive the car correctly or whatever. But she's supposed to be, well, yeah, she was injured too, remember? Supposedly. She got, you know, the chainsaw thrown at her yeah but nothing happens to her yeah i know <laughs> it, it, it's like they're in this twilight zone where if you just get injured and not like killed killed then you're just gonna bounce right back and like it's gonna go away <laughs> so let me ask you this question do you think this girl would go back or would she just keep driving away or sorry let the car crawl at like one mile per hour away oh god <laughs> She'd be stupid to go back. She'd be stupid to the, the her her sister's already dead. What's the point of going back to collect her body? I'm sorry, I would call like a coroner or someone to go get it, fetch it for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's perfectly valid. I don't think a lot of us would. I mean, uh, I don't know, but I mean, it's traumatic. It's sad. Of course, you want to like save your your relative, but at at that point, they're they're gone. And you're just going to put yourself in danger. Mm -hmm. <sighs> now I sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but your logic makes perfect sense. I mean, it's the logical thing to do. But when you're going through something like that, like you said, logic goes out the window. Yeah. Common sense, everything. <laughs> uh -huh. So uh, this girl went out the window. Ah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, too soon, huh? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but then what happens to the quote of the of Sally that if you don't end this today, it's gonna haunt you forever? Well, not. She's gonna be out ramada. <laughs> she's gonna hear a chainsaw and be like, "Oh my god, yeah. where is he?" <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, are you looking forward? to the sequel or you're not going to watch it no you're not going to watch it in my head there is no sequel there never will be a sequel <laughs> in my head he died and the girl just fell out the car and like she got decapitated somehow maybe the sunroof that's what happened <laughs> yeah the sunroof did it exactly elon musk needs to step up his game with, <laughs> with his sunroofs the fucking sunroofs i'm um, just kidding don't get mad <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way did you get that meme i sent you Oh, you did. Let me look at my phone. <laughs> That's because I use the iPad for the... Yeah, so... Um, oh, well... my God. <laughs> that is not... Oh, my God. The angle of that picture, huh? What? But that's not even how you eat that. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going to have to post that picture on social media. I'm sorry. Like, this is going to... Please do. This is... 
It's gonna be immortalized now. Ooh, aguas frescas. I wonder what kind they had. Uh, probably <laughs> all kinds. Um. <laughs> and then look at the way he's dressed. Like a um, I'm come I'm gonna be quiet. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I thought you would, you would enjoy looking at that picture, and the rest of you guys will as, as soon as I post about this too. Um. <laughs> I miss me all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so as far as my personal opinion on a sequel, I'm gonna probably watch it, even though I know that it's not gonna be as good as this movie was. Mind you, when I say good, I'm not saying, oh my god, this movie's a masterpiece, go out and watch it. Because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, me personally, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a great slasher movie. I thought it was a good entry in the horror genre. For the 21st century, you wanna call it, they modernized it. They made it up to date, um, but I will watch the sequel. But I do think that it's not going to be as good as this one. Yeah, I won't watch it. But it it was a good movie. I really enjoyed the killings. They were very graphic, and you don't really see that too often. I don't remember too many movies of like showing someone's face getting skinned off. Yeah. At least I don't remember. But, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is real gore. And I liked it. So, I mean, it, it was in your face. Like, bam. You know? Uh-huh. All right. So, I do believe, Bill, that we are ready to give our scores on this. Unless you have anything more to add about this movie. Nah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I just hope. I know that they're going to mess up the sequel. But I just hope that it's at least as good as this one was uh but i doubt it so what's gonna be your units you want to do face masks chainsaws chainsaws okay i was gonna do face masks but okay <laughs> <laughs> literal it face masks pretty when you say face masks <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna go with your units bell then chainsaws so how many chainsaws out of, out of 10 does the texas chainsaw massacre from 2022 get i'd say six Okay. I think that's a fair score. I would give it a 7. So we're kind of on the same page there. Okay. Yeah. A 7. And because, I mean, I, I did say that I, I liked it a lot, but I do think all the things that we discussed in this episode kind of made it evident that I think they could have done a better job. Do <laughs> <Doing> anything? <laughs> but, okay, so how about Leatherface? How many skulls in the scare meter does he get? How scary is he? How terrifying? Well, he's not scary. But I want to give the skulls to his killings. Okay, you can do that. Because he is amazing when it comes to killing. Very inventive. He is just like, coming out with new ways to do this. I mean, I think he's the hottest serial killer. Not face-wise, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the best serial killer of movies for this year so far. But then again, we're only in February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how many skulls are you in that then? Oh, sorry. I thought I said it. Ten. Ten. Awesome. I love. I'm. I'm. I'm in love with the way they did all the killings in this movie, except for that damn bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they killed like fifty characters in one scene. Um, I know. Yeah, I mean, so many things they could have done different, and I think it would have made it this for a better movie, a much more enjoyable experience. But I mean, I have. I mean, I still liked it. But, like I said, if they had let maybe three or four of those people walk out for a couple more minutes, I mean, I think that would have been a little more exciting. But, 
All right, so how many chainsaws? I, I said seven. So then mm -hmm. skulls for Leatherface. I will give him an eight for this. Oh, okay. Give him an eight because I do feel like his skills were awesome, like you said. But I don't know. I felt like something was missing. I don't know what it was. I, I'd be lying if I made something up right now, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll become clear in my mind once I start doing the social media promotion, but I'll give him an 8 because I thought he was good, he was effective, he was creative. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think he did pretty good. The movie did pretty good. Uh, for you, the ending sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought the ending was okay, it was adequate, but... Mm, I think that whole hand, that hand reaching out of the water at the end would have been a little more effective, but I mean, that's just me. Uh, Alright, so anything more to add, Bill? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll be right back with our closing remarks after these messages. Alright, Bill, so we are now at the ending of this podcast episode. I do want to thank everyone that's taking time to listen in. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. And that you come back for more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. So, how about we remind our listeners about of our social media stuff. So, we have a link tree in which you can conveniently find all of our links. That is now posted on the podcast description. Thank you, Bill, once again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that is under linktree.com slash myths behind LGDS. You can find all of our links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. You can even email us from there, too. So, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, you want to recommend the movie for us to watch, we can do that. We can work with you. Ooh, that would be a lot of fun. Like, we should uh -huh. have, like, a listener pick, like, once a month. We should do that. We should maybe, if not, do an email thing, do a Twitter poll as far as the movies that we're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh-huh. And let the people choose. Let their, their will. Let the people decide. Yeah. Let their, their, <laughs> their will be made on, on the <laughs> movies that we talk about. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Thank you. That's a great idea. Um, let me see. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? <laughs> uh, um... I think we've done enough ranting and raving. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, definitely. We always do. And I, I think this will be one of the shorter episodes that we've done. Nah, it's still going to be over an hour. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like 40 minutes because we were like going through it pretty quick. Yeah. But then we started going deeper into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what we, we are known to do. Uh, I, I don't think we did a lot of yeah. random rantings today, though, which is, okay. No, nah, just a social media thing. But, I mean, it tied to the movie. Yeah, I do enjoy our rants, but I think we covered it pretty well, like you said, in the social media segment. So, I'm left wondering now, what are we going to do for the next episode? Because I have no idea. <laughs> I know we talked about it, and I know I said I had to rent it. I just don't remember what the name of it is. Ugh, we need to write these things down. Yes, yes no, no. Now I remember, since you mentioned that. I do remember now. And what is it? We're going to be talking... <laughs> Uh, since we're in the spirit of sequels slash remakes slash whatever it is we're doing for now, we have no idea where we're going with this, but we're going somewhere. <laughs> so we're going to be doing, Bill, the Nightmare on M Street remake from 2010, I believe Oh, it is. that's right. Uh-huh. So that'll be pre pretty interesting, I think. 
You've never seen that movie, right? No. I didn't even know there was a remake. <laughs> that should tell you everything you need to know about this movie because it's considered to be one of the not great movies of all time. So. <laughs> oh my god, he looks disgusting. I'm look like I just looked it up right now uh -huh. and his face. I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> I have a feeling that <laughs> that you're probably not going to enjoy this movie too much. Uh, <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'll keep an open mind like I always do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't let my my comments form a bias in your mind already. So just watch it and, and see if you like it. If not, well, then too bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like it, but anyways. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that when the time comes. So any shout-outs for today, Bill, before we sign off? I just want to thank my kids for dealing with my ranting and raving about this movie and them trying to be so cute and give me their input. <laughs> it was adorable. Awesome. awesome. So uh, do I have any shout outs for this? I don't know. I don't think so. In a first for this podcast. Uh, nope, I don't. <laughs> normally, I, normally I have some. Well, we didn't do a Twitter poll. On this. Oh, you know what? Oh. Uh, it would be cool, like, if they do try the recipes, if they can, like, put the pictures of their, like, their, you know, attempt at it or yeah. what they thought about it. Because with this one, I'm doing red velvet uh, Rice Krispie treats. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which I'm super right. excited because I've been craving red velvet. And I was like, oh, but I don't <laughs> want to make a cake because that's just too much because I don't eat the whole thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, I have to do something small. Well, that's why you call me for help and I'll help you with a cake. Um. <laughs> as if i have any left <laughs> uh actually you know what now that you brought it to my attention somebody did reply i don't think they posted a picture about it but somebody did reply about our uh, uh well it was about the crystal lake martini that i made the other day Ooh. Uh, somebody replied and now i can't find that i feel horrible because i was going to give him a shout out you know what that's right I normally write these things down, and this time I didn't. So uh, we kind of just winged it today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, since we're recording <laughs> pretty much the day after the last episode, we didn't really have time to um, prepare. Do, do what we normally do. Oh, here it is! I finally found it. Uh, it was Karen and Aubrey from the Chick Lit Podcast. Ooh. So their reply was after that. Literally what you just said right now. Ooh, yummy. Or something like that. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, thank you for sharing that comment with us. I, I don't know if they actually tried it or not, but I want to think that they did and that they liked it. So. <laughs> yes. That's what we'll think. Uh -huh. That they watched the movie as they sipped on the, on the martinis. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I sh actually I might make a couple of those right now because I'm, I'm a little thirsty and a little parched. My throat is dry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Thank you once again, you guys, for listening to this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed the content. We are going to be doing this for a while, hopefully. And, yes. Belle, when is the store re uh, dropping or opening its doors to the. <laughs> okay, so I'm off tomorrow, which is going to be a Monday. So I'll have some time to work on it. I, it's been a crazy few days for me. But, yes, I already actually have ideas. I just need to actually get into the store and put them on the shirt and see how they look. So it's not like I haven't thought of anything. <laughs> cool. And what I'm thinking of doing is, I don't know, maybe give something away to the audience. 
Ooh, that would be cool. Uh -huh. We can give out maybe a shirt or a mug. I don't know. We'll think of something. And we'll let you yes. guys know. Or a hoodie, because hoodies are cool. I love hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that was so random. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed it was. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> have a great morning, evening, madrugada. Stay away from weird guys with chainsaws out there in the forest or wherever you're at. Unless you happen to be the weird guy Well, unless chainsaw. he's a hot lumberjack. <laughs> um, see, I wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> I don't think any lumberjacks are hot. But it could be a lumberjack girl. I have never seen one. A lumber, a lumberjill? Is, is there a female lumberjack? I don't know. I don't know. I think we're getting sidetracked again. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> we should probably end this already. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> Until we see you in the next one, have a good one. Bye.